So the theme of the year for us at C3 Powerhouse is going deeper in the Word, going deeper in the Word, getting a love for the Word of God, just having it come alive for us, memorising Scripture. Every week we're putting out a new Scripture and it's so great to memorise those Scriptures. Let me encourage you, don't just read it once, don't just think, oh, that's the Scripture of the week, that's great. We're giving you Scriptures that are going to help you in your life and maybe it's not for this week, but maybe it's for next month or next year as you recall it, it comes back to your memory because it's gotten into you because you've memorised it and you've meditated on it, actually gets inside of you. So let me encourage you to do that. But the scripture of the week, this week for C3 Powerhouse comes out of 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. And I'm, I'm gonna preach out of this scripture today. This is all about my message, what my message is all about. It says, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and I will heal their land. What a powerful scripture. The next verse, it goes on to say, my eyes will be open, God's eyes, and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. Now the context of this scripture in 2 Chronicles is it's all about Solomon who's just built the temple where God is. And his father, King David, he wasn't able to build that temple. God said, I don't want you to build it. I want your son to build it. So Solomon, who wrote the Proverbs, who wrote Ecclesiastes, who wrote the Song of Solomon, he built this temple to God and he had this dedication of the temple. It was where people came to meet with God and pray. The priests would go in there and meet with God, hear a word for the people. And as he dedicated that and had a festival all around that dedication, then God spoke to them. And, and, and he said this scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And it came after the scripture before, which is basically sometimes things won't go well for you when they're not going well for you. If you will humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from your ways. So we're gonna break that down for you today, what that means for us, especially as we're coming into the prayer and the fast. So if my people who are called by my name, you are His people, you are called by His name, you are a Christian, that's a Christ son or daughter. God has called you, He has a purpose for you, He has a great will for your life. And He is calling you, by name, to worship Him, to pray. If my people who are called by na my name, goes on to say, will humble themselves. What does that mean? What does it mean to humble yourself? Well, I've gone on a bit of a journey of working out what humility looks like. I must admit, I had a bit of a, a prideful nature. I would look at things, think of things, be judgmental through pride. And as I went on this study of just unpacking, what is pride? What is humility? God showed me amazing things and it really has helped me and transformed me. See, humility is being accepting of ourselves, of other people. It's being non-judgmental. It's being forgiving. It's not holding offence. It's being soft and gentle. It's asking for help. I got a real revelation of this but I had to come to that place of repentance where it's like, 
God, I'm sorry for being prideful. I'm sorry for being judgmental and for holding offence and for having superior attitudes and thinking myself better than I ought. I'm, I, I repent of that. So being humble, if my people will humble themselves, that no one can do that for you. You need to humble yourself. I need to humble myself. And so understanding what humility is, it's treating people with kindness. It's releasing control to God and to other people. You don't have to be in control of everything and everyone. Humility releases control. Humility apologises easily. Humility is respectful. What it's not is critical, it's not unforgiving, it's not judgmental. If my people will humble themselves, humble yourself, it's a challenge for us today, church, where you're listening from, online, maybe in your lounge room. Let me encourage you just to go on that journey yourself. What does humility look like? God, show me, unpack it for me. If my people will humble themselves and pray, and pray. This is a big one for us as a church. We are a praying church. We're passionate about prayer. We have our online prayer every week. We encourage you to be in prayer every day in your own personal quiet time. It's building our relationship with God. It's not like so that we can say, yes, we've done our prayer for the day, or yes, I've done it three times today, or yes, I've been to my prayer meeting this week. No, prayer is all about being intimate with God. It's about coming into that place. It's a quiet place. It's a safe place. It's a set apart place where we can come and pray. You know, relationship is about talking. It's about listening. And it's no different with God. We talk to Him through our prayer and we listen to Him through our prayer. That's how relationships are built. You can't have one without the other and build relationship. Prayer is about building relationship, but going deeper in prayer, that intimacy with God that I so crave. I want my relationship with God to be stronger. I want to hear from Him more clearly. You haven't always been a big prayer. I didn't grow up with a strong prayer life every day. Maybe I'd have stints where I'd sort of tap into it and out I grew up in a Christian home, but I wasn't what you would call a strong prayer. When I got married to John, I didn't even wanna pray together with him. I was a little embarrassed to pray in front of him. I'd hear him and I'd think, oh, you pray such great, heartfelt prayers. I'm just like not that eloquent, not articulate. And I would, I would feel embarrassed. Or if I was asked to pray in a small group, I'd just kind of like prepare the prayer in my, in my head. It wasn't even coming from my spirit. I was preparing it in my head. And I'd like go, oh, I'd try and get the prayer right. And over time and over experience and over trials where I've been really pushed into prayer, that's where I found my prayer life has come alive. It has gotten really into my spirit where it's not a head thing, it's a heart thing, where I'm connecting with God. I go into my place of prayer and I wanna come out differently. I wanna be transformed in that prayer life. It's not just coming and saying, God, here's the things I want you to do today. It's no, I'm coming to meet with you. 
And that's our primary purpose of fasting and praying so that we can meet with God even more than we do right now. Maybe you're not even having a daily prayer time right now. I'm encouraging you in this fast and prayer, make a commitment to daily say, I'm gonna have a prayer life. I'm gonna pray, whether it be five minutes a day, whether it be 10 minutes, whether it be 15 minutes. Maybe you're praying that already and you're gonna double it to half an hour or maybe an hour. Because in this prayer and fast, we wanna go deeper in our relationship with God. So you have to do more than you normally do. So I'm making a commitment to increase my prayer over these next 21 days. I wanna go deeper with God. And things change for me in that time. I know when I enter the presence of God, just stuff washes off me. There might be discouragement in my spirit. It washes off me. Peace comes into my spirit. Or maybe just tiredness and exhaustion or sickness. It just washes off me. And in place comes strength and wisdom and peace and just direction from God. So much can happen in that time of prayer. My relationship with Him, it grows and strengthens. He gives me authority. If you don't have a relationship with God, in every service, we invite you to pray a prayer where you do invite God into your life and you begin a relationship with you. And let me tell you, it's the best decision that you can ever make. The best prayer you can ever pray is that one where you start a relationship with God. You invite Him into your life and He starts to change things from the inside out and gives you that peace and that purpose that you're seeking. Call me crazy, but I'm excited about this fast. I know it's three weeks, some would say, of deprivation, but I am excited. I'm excited to grow closer to God. I'm excited of how clear I can hear the voice of God as I'm fasting. Three weeks, guys, this is going to make a difference. I'm excited that I'm going to read the Word. Things will come alive to me. I'm excited the ground that we can take, the authority that we can step into. Let's do this together. Let's do it together. So we pray if my people would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. This is where we're not coming to God with a shopping list of things that we want Him to fulfill for us. God, if you could just drop me that answered prayer, if you could just drop me that miracle, if you could just drop me that breakthrough and I'm just gonna, that's all I'm coming with. It is a part of our prayer life, absolutely. We want breakthroughs, we wanna see miracles and God says chains will break as we fast, but we're seeking His face. That means we're not seeking His hands. His hands are the things that He does for us, but we're seeking His face because we love Him because He first loved us. Come into that prayer time where you're like, God, I'm seeking your face. I wanna be closer to you than I ever have been before. Lord, I want an intimate relationship. I wanna hear you. We're seeking His face by spending time with Him. You know, the love languages, the five love languages, there's the quality time and there's the acts of service and there's the words of affirmation. So my number one is acts of service. And uh, John is awesome, he's amazing. He uh, does things for me that I interpret as love 
from him. He's giving it as an act of love. He makes me breakfast in the morning, brings me a coffee in the morning, not during the fast, but that's okay. Maybe a cup of herbal tea or something like that. But he does these acts of service for me. And if I'm just looking to him for what he can do for me, and I'm just seeking his hands to do uh, acts of service for me, empty the bins, put out the rubbish, you know, fill up the car with fuel. Just can you do all these things for me as an act of love? But I am not giving him attention in terms of quality time or words of affirmation or physical touch as many guys are, then he's just going to feel like I'm using him. Oh, what? Am I just here to do these things for you? It's the same with God. If we're just there going, God, can you do this for me? Can you do that? Can you? But you're not willing to just stop and be in His presence and discipline yourself to stay there and not move on because there's a million other things that you suddenly thought of that you need to do. But God, I just wanna be in this place to seek your face. It's so beautiful, it's powerful. So let me encourage you, Sunshine Coast. Let me encourage you to set aside some time of prayer, Melbourne East, as you dedicate this 21 days to God that you will say, I am going to seek His face online if you're watching today. I'm encouraging you, make a decision. It doesn't come out of a feeling, oh, I feel like I should fast this month. No, it's a decision that you need to make and that you decide that you're gonna stick with it. Doesn't matter what happens or comes or what you suddenly feel like eating or drinking, you've made a decision. We need God. He gives us strength. He gives us the self-discipline. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He can give you self-control, just helping some people here today that when you suddenly feel like, I can't do this anymore, God can give you strength. He can give you self-control. You just need to make that commitment and say, all right, I'm gonna do it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I've never done it before. It's gonna be hard for me, but for the sake of seeking the face of God, I'm gonna do this prayer and fast. Let's do it together, church. Come on, seek His face. Spend time with Him. Slow down and be quiet. That's why we call it a quiet time, right? Not just because sometimes we, you know, go out there for prayer, but because it's just we're setting that time to be in that quiet place with Him where we're seeking His face and not His hand. So if my people would humble themselves and pray, Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Well, you might think I'm not very wicked. Not me personally, you, yourself. We might not think that we are wicked and that we need to turn from our wicked ways. And maybe uh, you're not a murderer or adulterer or done something at that level. But hey, there's all things in us that are not from God, not right. There's sin in our life and it might not look like some of those big sins, but it's just that pride. It could be lust. It could be anger. It could be holding onto a fence when you should forgive. That's the wicked ways that we have to turn from our wicked ways. And God's amazing because He will just whisper that to you. He'll drop it into you and say, that's a thing that I want you to turn from. See, repentance is not just saying, God, I'm sorry. I don't wanna think like that anymore. I wanna think differently. It's turning from that way 
and doing things differently. And maybe you need to go on a journey with Him. I know I have. When God whispers something to me, like the pride, He whisper it to me and He unpack it for me as I'm going on that study. And I had to come to a place of repentance, but then I had to say, God, teach me. Teach me what humility looks like. Teach me how to think differently. Teach me how to act differently. And that's turn from your wicked ways, not just, oh, apologizing. Repentance is not one thing that you do the first day that you get saved and become a Christian, that prayer of repentance that I referred to earlier. No, repentance is a daily thing. Turning from your wicked ways or the ways you're doing life or the, um, the motivations or the agenda that you have in your life rather than, God, I wanna do it your way. So this prayer of repentance is a very powerful thing because this is part of the, the, the things that God is asking us to do. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. They're the four things that we have to do. The onus is on us. Maybe you're conscious of some of those things. Maybe they need to be revealed. Maybe you can hear from Him and go on your own journey. Maybe you need to do a freedom course that we run every six weeks where it just unpacks things for you and why do you do certain things certain ways? You can get freedom from that by doing the freedom course that we have here at C3 Powerhouse. For me, when I pray every day in my prayer life, I have a soundtrack and it's just songs that I pray to and it might be a thankful uh, song, it might be a praise song. For my repentance, it's, oh, come to the altar. Oh, come to the altar in front of God where you're all laid bare and it's a place of surrender. It brings me to a place where I surrender to God. I submit to Him and I say, God, I don't wanna do things my way. I wanna do it your way and I repent of doing things my way. I repent of judgment. I repent of unbelief. It's a place where you're coming to the altar. What's He whispering to you today? Lay down your motivations. Submit to Him on the altar. And then the Scripture goes on to say, I will hear from heaven. God hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears your cries. He hears your desires. He hears your needs. He hears your dreams. He's hearing you as you pray. Did you, last week we had our dream for the decade. We have one as a church, C3 Powerhouse, and Pastor John shared here on the Sunshine Coast and online, and Ebony preached in Melbourne all about our dream for the decade. What does it look like for you for the next decade? And I don't know, maybe you spent some time on that this last week. I know uh, John and I have been talking and it's just like, what is our, our dream? our personal dream for the next decade. Unpack that as we are all in with God and submitted to Him, He shows us the dream that He wants to fulfill for us over the next decade. It's not something that you can quickly whip up in one moment, it takes a little bit of time. If it hasn't come to you yet or if this is the first time you're hearing about it, ask God during the fast, can you reveal that to me? Spend some time writing and dreaming and praying into that. It shows you what life could look like for you. 
So He hears from heaven and He forgives our sins. What a great place to be when you're in right relationship with God, where you've repented of your wicked ways. Wicked sounds so bad, but this is the Scripture. It's just things that we're doing our own way, the wrong way, and we're releasing that to God. What a pleasant place to dwell. I know in my personal relationships, if I'm in conflict with someone, it's not a good place to be. It's not peaceful at all. But if I repent, if I say sorry, forgiveness, it flows. If he, as he says, he forgives our sins. What a great place to be with God. And then he says, and I will restore their land. Restore their land. In another uh, translation, it says, I will heal their land. What is it that you need restoration in right now? Maybe it is in relationships. Maybe it is in your health. You need your health restored. Maybe it's in your marriage. You need healing, restoration in your marriage. Maybe it's with your children or other key family members. This is a promise from God. He says, if you do these things, I will heal your land. I will restore your land. What a beautiful promise that He gives us and that we trust in Him and we believe in faith that He is a God of His Word and He will fulfill what He's given us. This promise from Him, maybe it's peace. Maybe you need uh, finances restored. Believe for it this month. I've got scriptures. I've got promises from God. I hang on to them. They might not come immediately and they might not come in this 21-day period, but they will come if you're doing those things in this. So many promises from God come with conditions. If you do this, I will do that for you. So if you humble yourselves, if you pray, if you seek your face, if you repent from your wicked ways, then He will heal your land. What a great promise to us, church. Verse 15, it goes on to say, my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. What a beautiful promise. He is hearing you. He is seeing you. Every prayer made in this place, every prayer. Oh, church, let me encourage you. This is about us as individuals, but it's about us as a church. It says, if my people, we are His people, Imagine the revival that can come out of this as God restores our land, our church, heals our land on the coast, in Melbourne, wherever you are. He heals the land because revival comes. We're in a season of revival church and this comes as we lean and seek His face. Imagine what could happen. Oh, it's amazing as we come to a close today. I just wanna challenge you, will you make a decision today? Will you make a decision to fast for 21 days? Will you make a decision to pray every day in those 21 days? Will you make a commitment to read the Word of God every day for 21 days? That's His Word to you. That's how He encourages you, speaks to you. That's how it can come alive to you because you're in it, because you're reading it. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. We need God's help. 
let me encourage you to join one of our prayer meetings. It really helps when you're praying with other people and you just feel the power that comes from prayer together, corporate prayer, whether it be online or at your location in Melbourne or Sunshine Coast, join a prayer meeting. This will help you. It will recharge you. It will lift your spirit so that you can keep going on. And we've got many prayer meetings running over these next 21 days. But is it powerful? Absolutely, it's powerful. It can change your life. And I have a sense that there are people in our church that will never be the same again after this fast. There's gonna be something significant that happens in your life over the next three weeks that will literally be life-changing. It might be in your personal life and things that God reveals to you, or it might be in your circumstances. I believe that things are gonna happen. Breakthroughs are coming. Miracles are being unlocked as we're fasting and praying together as a church. I believe it for you. I believe it's significant for many people in our church as you come to God and seek His face and pray and commit and the power of fasting, it will be life-changing. Oh, it's, a, it's coming up to Powerhouse Conference. This month is gonna be so pivotal. I'm very excited. Our three weeks of fasting and praying, then culminating in our Powerhouse Conference, which is gonna be absolutely powerhouse. So come on, why don't we pray together as we come to a close. Oh Lord, we look to you. We thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you love your children. We thank you that you wanna be close to us, Lord. And we praying right now over every person listening today, that there will be a revelation of the power of prayer and fasting. Lord God, as we commit to 21 days together as a church, that you will release your presence afresh that you'll pour your Holy Spirit upon every person, that you will breathe life, that you will come with your love and your peace and your joy. I'm praying that over every person today and over these, this next month, oh God, that you will come with your power, with your strength, with your revelation. Oh Jesus, we lift it up to you and commit and pray every person will be blessed over this month as we're fasting and praying together. Awesome church, we're agreeing with you for amazing things to happen over the month of July, this season of revival for us personally and into our church.